Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash. They lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell. Dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, John. Hello. I play Lunadus, Elven Monk, Fearless. And Shane. That's me playing Alexander, the Human Bard. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia, the Human Rogue. And Blake. My name is Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Eldritch Knight slash Wizard, Dragonborn. So the last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, you found yourselves in the forest outside of Fadel as you approached the Faygate. You scouted the Fey Gate and saw that it was heavily guarded by high elves so you decided to move further into the woods where you could rest your rest was interrupted by a high elf scout who came upon your campsite Alunados was able to detect his presence and move through the woods and take him down pretty easily you brought him back into the camp to try to interrogate him after some companions name dropping that he didn't believe he tried to run um, you knocked him out again eventually there was a race to see who was going to kill him first Alexander won that one and was able to feed his dagger to get a boon you decided to move away from the camp and find another spot and lie in ambush for anyone else to show up believe a lunados climbed a tree and you guys are about uh, the rest of the party is about 40 yards away from the previous campsite after a few hours two high elves came into the camp and found a dead high elf and at that point a lunados jumped out of the tree to ambush them and I'm going to go ahead and ask you to roll initiative as soon as I get the tracker up. At this point, uh, is everybody else... Uh, everybody give me a perception check. Except for Alenidas. Nine. Nineteen. I have the eagle eyes. Okay, so Alexander and Talia, you would hear this ruckus as Alunados jumps out of the trees so you would know that there's probably something up. I'll say something. Is up? Yeah, just be like, hey guys, something, something's going on. Uh, Luno just jumped out of a tree. <laughs> it's not normal. So since you're I about... Luno. <laughs> since you're about 40 yards away from this, we're going to say that uh, we'll go ahead and put you in initiative but it's going to take you probably a full round to get to this point at the bottom of the map because I didn't make the map any larger. The way to get bigger maps is to pay. That's how they get you. They did. I just didn't do the math. Uh. <laughs> and at this point, I would like to brag about my natural 20 on my initiative roll. Sweet. Alunados, you come jumping out of this tree with your little monk steppy thing and hit the ground and then these two isles who are pretty high on guard and they've been you know scanning the trees aren't really surprised because they knew something was up and then you made all this noise coming down this street they whip around and see you and they're gonna raise their bows um, but you're gonna go first you've got probably about 10 feet between you and the nearest tile okay I am going to shout, Die, Servants of Ruin Axis. And I'm going to click my heels together. And now I'm going to come up here. I'm going to need a deception check first. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. All right, so I am going to attack this high elf 
see, I have decisions. No, okay, I'm going to attack this high elf. So, 26 to hit the first one. Uh, that hits. Okay, for 11 damage. I'm going to go ahead and attack him again. 18. That hits. For 11 more damage. Now I'm going to come down here and attack this guy. Is that with your bonus strike? Uh, no, remember with my um, boots activated, I have three attacks. Okay. And 20 for 7 damage on that guy. Now I'm going to spend a chi point for Step of the Wind and back up here. Okay. Uh, next up would be Talia, but you're going to have to... Are you running towards the sound of this? Yes. And can I use my dash motion and get somewhere nearby? Uh, I would let you use your dash to move a, another 30 feet. Where does that get her, though? Your movement's I mean, 30, right? Yeah, my movement's 30. I believe it gets me there. Okay. Oh, one more. Uh, and then I should be close enough to attack, yes? Uh, yes. I will attack high elf number two because attacking the dead elf makes no sense. Is it still the dead of night? Can we even see these guys? No, this, um, it's currently probably about, um, 10, 30, 11 a.m. Gotcha. And it wouldn't matter anyway. She got a critical. Yep. (laughs) So, uh, let's do your damage first. Uh, sneak attack? Hold on. No sneak. Oh, you're right. No sneak. So just that, that would be my damage. That's the eight, the, the second, the plus is for the crit. Okay. So total of 12 damage and roll the crit table. Three. That is lucky shot. Target takes an extra 1d6 damage. Sneak attack. Sweet. Well, sort Five. Nice. So yeah, my sneak attack. Uh, anything else? Um... I think that's your action no, and your I bonus. Alright, next up is High Elf 2. She is going to swing around and take a shot at Talk. The first one is a crit, and the second one is a crit fail. <laughs> Well, the crit hits obs. So that's going to be a total of 10 points of damage. I will uncanny dodge that. And they got hamstring. Your movement is slowed to half until the end of the encounter. Deck save DC 10 ends at the end of your turn. Okay. It's like the best thing they could have gotten. All right, now let's roll the negative crit table. Uh, you are stunned until the end of your next turn. Lol. That's the worst that could have happened. Alright, next up is Nifron. Uh, it's going to take his... Well, no, he can dash as a bonus. So he's going to get right up to you, uh, beside you, Talia, and pull out his hand crossbow. Is it hand crossbow? Uh, he's got a hand crossbow. Got a that. That's a 14 that's going to miss... And he's going to... Oh, nope, that's all he can do. Uh, High Elf number one is going to see Nifron and Talia uh, step in. And you're going to see him start fumbling for something in his pack. And then you see him mumble something into what appears to be like a coin. And he throws it to the ground. And you're going to see this bluish purplish flare shoot up into the air probably about 300 feet uh that's not good guys uh he's gonna pull out his short sword and he's gonna go back to back with this elf right here facing a Linodos, and that's gonna be all he can do uh juliet there was a reason i backed up i wanted them to try and shoot me juliet it's gonna take you all your movement to get there unless you want to dash with your action uh, actually, I am going to move there and then fire off a firebolt at him from long range. 120 range, which should be enough. Uh, yep. More than enough. 21 to hit. Holy shit. Uh, well, yeah, that hits. For 8 fire damage. And that's uh, high elf too, right? Yep. And that will end Juliet's turn. Actually, he's stunned, so I believe you get advantage on that, don't you? Ooh. Uh, I don't, I don't remember stunned. I, I remember paralyzed distinctly. The stunned creature is incapacitated, can't move, and can't speak, only faltering. The creature automatically fell strength and deck saves, attack rolls, and gives the creature have advantage. Okay, perfect. So let me just roll another 20 to see if that's going to be in that 20 or not. 
That is not a natural 20. That is a 7. So I'll take the 21. <laughs> All right. That was uh, 8 points of damage, correct? Yep. And that's it. All right. Next up is Alexander. That's me. Uh, I'm going to just run towards the, the fray. You still have to cross, though. I, I have a, I do have a crossbow or a short bow. Oh, it's like and a magic short bow. Sure is. Uh, so I will run as far as I can and then uh, try and hit him. I believe it's thirty. I rolled a non-natural twenty. Uh, that hits. Uh, roll again since you've got advantage. Yeah, it's just eighteen. Okay. And it hits for nine damage. All right. So you fire this bow. You're going to get three temporary hit points. And you're going to see this high elf go down. Neat. All right, next up is Luna. Okay. I was planning on attacking high elf 2, but instead I'm going to attack high elf 1. And I run back in and I'm going to punch the fuck out of this mother shitter. First attack is 27. Oh, yeah, that hits. Damage. And then, the, oh, crit fail. Damn. I uh, roll a table. Uh, <laughs> eight shaken. You are stunned until the end of your next turn. Balls. And I believe that ends my turn. All right. Uh, next up is Talia. All right. I'm going to move up, I guess, there. You could dash. And no, I want my. I, oh, no. You can't get my. This turn, nope. But. Uh, I'm just going to. I'm just going to stay here and have multiple attacks. Uh, so I'm going to throw my first dagger. It's a 25 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits. And my second dagger. Uh, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay, good, because that failed. That would have failed. been a fail. <laughs> All right, so uh, what's it look like when you take this health down? I'm just going to throw my dagger at him, and it's going to hit the back of his head, and he's just going to fall over dead. Whereas I had tried to kick him in the head and missed and landed on my back, I can win that myself. I wanted to put in color for my At this point, you're out of combat. You're seeing uh, Lunados. He's he's still standing, but he's got this um, boxer's glazed look over his eyes. He's really not responsive uh, right now. After about 10 seconds or so, you see him shake his head and come back to his senses. That was embarrassing. That big blast that sent up a huge cloud. Um, only one of them did it, right? Does the other yeah. one have a coin on him that does the same thing? Um, give me an investigation check. Uh, natural 20. 22. Yeah, you're going to find... Well, did you? Well, I guess you would have seen him drop the, the coin. So, earlier you saw him drop this coin, and it kind of looked like uh, a magic missile to you, but brighter, that was shot up into the air. And as you are rifling through this other high elf's pockets, you're going to find two similar coins. All right. So that means the other one probably still has another one left. You can give me an investigation check. I got 15. Yeah, so you search him and you find another coin similar to that. Also, between the two, you are going to find two longbows, two short swords, two daggers, and between the lot of them, 100 gold pieces. I'll leave the money to Juliet. She cares about that sort of thing. I, I do love the money. Anything magical about them besides the coin, Juliet? About what? Oh, you mean the other stuff? Yeah, do they have any other... It'll take me a few minutes goodies? to try and check it out, but that flare was pretty big. I'm pretty sure they saw it. If they're not yeah, coming, we, they will be. Yeah, we should be uh, skedaddling as soon as possible. Do we want to try and set up more ambush? See, that's what I was thinking with the other coins. We could plant them around, draw them in somewhere else. Ooh, good call. So yeah, what if we just... Into the woods? I, I think that we should try to circle around and head towards the thing, because if they're going to be going to the, the flare, then we might have a better chance of getting into the falls in general. I like it. Several of them will be away, and we can... Good, good, guess, Bert, tell you, you. Mm. You should be in charge, not Juliet. Um, I'm what? This 12. That's a really bad idea. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> she's a literal child. Okay, she's in charge of tactical stuff. Juliet's in charge of strategy. Okay, that's... Anyway, yes, let's saddle up and skedaddle. Saddle and skedaddle. I like it. 
we're just gonna leave these guys here. Do we want um, our bodies with us? I mean... Well, I don't know, it'll just be awfully suspicious when they come looking and they see the dead elves, they'll be immediately on guard. I'm on guard anyway. Yes, they might even call more people over to this area to fan out and search if we got out now. Yes. Yeah, alright, just if we run into them... Well, I, I, I see where you're coming from, and if you want to take the time, I just don't think it's worth taking the time, because right, that's I, more weight that we have to pull. Let's mutilate gonna, the bodies a little bit just to scare them a little bit more. I, I think I'm going to defer to Tali. You have the right idea. That's terrifying. <laughs> your life on the streets is giving you wisdom beyond your years. Oh, apparently. Yeah, let's hit the road. Um, are yep, you leaving these down. bodies here? Yes. Correct. Okay, so where are you headed? Take an indirect route through the woods, I think, so that we don't necessarily run directly into whoever's coming. A little south of the, let's like curve around south of east, then east, then north of east, so that we come at the waterfall from the south. What? Yeah, now I'm really confused. Where where are we exactly? We are oh, on, on a waterfall. smaller map. So like, if this, if we're looking at the big map now, if we go like this. Yeah, that's Wasn't a, that the original plan? Something like that, yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I thought we were going to like attack under cover of darkness, and I don't know. But I would, I'm just saying, let's circle around so that we don't encounter anyone coming from the falls. Agreed. All right, so you are moving to this spot down here, below south of the waterfall? Yep. At least that's my suggestion, and I think Talia agrees with that was the plan. It. Yeah, I think that yeah, was the that plan, was, the was plan. to circle wide so that we don't encounter people, but ultimately end up at the waterfall. That's what we're doing. All right, so you come to this area, and the waterfall has obviously gotten louder. You estimate you're probably about maybe a half mile from the waterfall. I want to point out that we are breaking all the rules laid down by Negro Salt and Pepper. Possibly TLC. TLC. Because we're chasing waterfalls? Yep. I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> I'm more I'm disappointed. Literally... Hey, listen! Editor's note. TLC was an all-female R&B group from the 1990s who made the song Waterfalls famous. You got YouTube? Look it up. There was also a famous person in the group named Lisa Left Eye who wore glasses with a condom over her left eye. She was charged with arson after burning her Atlanta Falcons boyfriend's home down after a fight. She put his shoes in a bathtub and set them on fire, burning down the home. All right, so now we're at the waterfall, or what? You're about a half a mile away from it to the south and east. All right, do our sneaky folks want to... Sneaky folks? Oh yeah, we do have these sneakers. Want to go and uh, investigate? Yeah. Okay. Talia, give me a stealth check. 26. Wow. Nice. Thank you. Uh, Nifron got a 14. Damn it. Isn't he supposed to be, like, super sneak? He rolled super low. We don't know what the hell he is. And you may never know. But yeah, he rolled super low. So you get closer to this waterfall, and he steps on a twig. You can hear it, and he can hear it. But at this point, it's doubtful that anybody else could hear it because of the sound of this waterfall. Talia's going to mutter very, very quietly that he's an oaf. Oaf of an elf. Uh, he can't hear you. <laughs> Did he fail a spot check? No, it's just, it's too loud here with waterfall. Ah. So after probably an hour of doing that Skyrim thing where you're like doing the, the sneak squat, it, yeah. takes, it takes you that long to get to a place in the tree line here where you can see the encampment. I wonder what would happen if you threw one of those coins directly under someone. You said it was like a magic missile. Could you magic missile someone right up their butt? I don't know. Stand over there, Luna. Let's find out. Well, I'm thinking you might use it as a weapon when we go in there. Gotta test it first. Do it for science. Sufficiently analyzed magic is indistinguishable from science. So let's keep it magic, okay? So where are we in relation to this? Way to the southeast off the map? Yeah, you're off the map. 
or Talia and Nifron somewhere on or near the map? There actually would probably be over here if you can see where I'm pinging. If you look probably about 60 feet into the right, the right-hand bottom corner of the Palisades. Talia and Nifron, do you see the map, Talia? Yes, I see the map. Do you see where you are? I do. I'm in the bottom corner here. What are you trying to do once you're here? See how many people there are. Left. Give me a a perception check. 17. Nifron got a 18. So between the two of you, you are looking at this and you are seeing maybe two or three less than what you saw before, but you don't really know if this is a matter of day shift versus night shift, or if people have been moved in and out, or if anybody has been sent from here to go investigate the flare that went up. Talia's going to lean real close and say, what do you think, Nifron? What should we do? Looks about the same to me. I don't know that the plan has changed. What does that make the plan, then? Did you not listen to the last episode? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I forgot what we were doing. Party. I thought we were going to attack them and go, go through. Go in, guns blazing? Probably fires. Oh, fire on the north wall. Is that it? Maybe. Dude, I, I, I don't I don't know. My brain's been mush. I think the the plan where you guys came to is you were going to start a fire as a distraction while you and Nifron went to the top of the waterfall and took out the archers there while there is an assault on the front here. I think there was even a plan for Juliet or someone to use the ring of water breathing to sneak into the camp as this distraction's going on. Yes, I We should do that. that. That sounds like a great plan. Who came up with that one? Uh, uh, well, you came up with the fire, definitely. <laughs> I think the ring thing was me. And I think Blake was unhappy with all of it. Who's Blake? I don't think he's a character. I mean, you volunteered me to do that, okay? Yes. Well, you're the tough one. You're the fighter. You're the dragonborn. It doesn't look like a red alligator coming down this river. Like You'd be underwater. They wouldn't see you. You can't see through water? Not well. Not from a distance. Not in an angle. It's reflective. Uh, And then someone said that they were going to check, like, uh, that you should check how deep the water is, but no one ever did it. Yep, pretty much. Yep, that sounds about right. And now It's probably fine. (laughs) It's probably fine. Uh, and I would just like to say, not want to railroad you, but as much as fire has come up as part of the plan recently, you might want to get some oil or some sort of accelerant in the next town you're in. <laughs> what some logic? You're the one who's always recommending fire, and it's always like, oh, well, that may take some time to catch. I mean, how dare you, logic? You're ruining our fantasy. Idea. All right, and there's also the matter of, are you going to try to work these coins into the plan? I, I thought somebody had mentioned that just recently. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how Blake mentioned it. Oh, I, I, I just meant if we wanted to draw them outside of the place oh, yeah. or distract the patrols that were probably coming towards us. But since we kind of circumvented all of that. Well, uh, Lunadas is very fast when he wants to be. Um, I probably... Uh, go a significant distance away, fire off one of the coins, and then sprint back before too long to pass. Just fucking Naruto distributes smoke bombs. Yeah, pretty much. So Nifron's going to look at Tali and say, I think we've gathered as much information as we can here. Let's sit back. Sounds good. All right, so give me another stealth check. Okay. Natural 20 for Nifron. 28 for me. Damn. Almost a natural 20. What's a natural 20 for an Ifron equal? <laughs> I'm not saying. <laughs> it's higher than 28, though. Well, that's good. All right, so you both make it back pretty quickly. You find a path that is fairly clear. You're not making any noise, and you make the half mile back to the rest of the party. 
Nifron's going to uh, look at everyone and say, it's much the same as it is before. There may be a few less, but I don't know if they were in the tent or if this is just a matter of shift change and this is the day shift, but that's what we saw. We stayed for probably 30 minutes and no other changes. If I climb up the top of the cliff, light off one of the messenger things there, so they turn around and look at that, and then you guys all charge in the front? Are we doing this charging in the front thing? Sure. My friend's going to say, well, if Talia and I are supposed to be taking out the archers up top, do you think that's going to draw attention to us? Pretty much. Well, True. Uh, yeah, this is uh, you are you are the one formulating stuff, Lunadas. Uh, we we had a plan worked out. Um, it we was can stick I with that. I'm just saying we have new tools at our disposal. All right, we fair enough. We can, or we can just stick with the old plan. So we sticking with the old plan. I believe so, but actually, um, Talia and Nifron, each of you should take one of these. Uh, firecracker or whatever the hell these things are, these magic missile flares. And uh, once you've completed your destruction of the people up there, throw a flare down to let us know that I can bring down my smoke screen, which I'm going to put up in between the guys up there and our approach. I think that was the plan, where I throw a smoke uh, spell in the air. The cover yeah. I like it. That was, that was the plan that I remember. Um, Either that, or the guys who attack up there will have those things. They'll launch them, will attack early, and then we'll really be screwed. So, uh, let's do it. Yep. Talia and I climb the cliffs. We go in closer and prepare to attack. Alright, so is that what you're doing? Yeah, should we set the fire on the left side or the right side? Probably the left side. Because we're all on the right, and it'd be very difficult to get all the horses in the cart across, I've noticed. Yeah, so should uh, Talia start the fire on the left side, set that star up, and then head over to me with Nifron behind the cliffs to assault the archers up top? Well, Luno is a wood elf. I can be sneaky in natural environments, so I have advantage to hide. So maybe I should go light the fire while Talia and Nifron climb the cliffs. Okay, not only is that racist, it's also a really good idea. It's also completely wrong. What do you mean? You don't get bonuses to hide in the woods. Yeah, I do. I'm a wood elf. Mm. You get to you get to hide in light cover as opposed to needing heavy cover for it. Okay. Well, where does it say that in the name? Wood elf. Also in the player's handbook, I get yeah. advantages to stuff. So basically, I'm saying that in this natural environment, it'd be easier for me to sneak than normal. Okay. All right, so are you guys doing this now? I think so. Are you waiting until dark? Which oh, I don't know right. if dark's going to help you. Well, everybody give me, everybody give me a wisdom check. I wisdom check or wisdom save? Wisdom check. Thank I think you. it's the same thing. If if you uh, unless you have advantage or specialty or whatever. Proficiency. You need to yeah. I did not have proficiency. Me either. What I do have is a natural twenty. Alright, so Alexander and Talia and Alunidas would know that it probably wouldn't help you to wait until after dark because all these elves have polite vision. Yep. And Juliet and Alexander don't, so... Oh, and Talia also. So we might as well do it in the daytime. Talia, can you fly in the day? I can't remember. No. Okay, you can only fly in darkness. So there's that as a consideration. Um, Nifron's, well, Nifron's going to say, Don't you have a bag that has an incredible amount of rope in it? Oh, yeah. That would make it easy for you to climb back down, if nothing else. Are you going to say whether or not you got that rope? <laughs> we do have a bag of infinite rope. Well, we should probably pull out enough to bring down the cliff face so we can get down quickly, since bad girl over here can't fly in the daylight. Well, I... I can change into a bat as long as I have darkness and stay a bat in the daylight. I just can't actually fly without being a bat. If that makes sense. How does that help us in this situation? Oh, probably not dark. I just wanted to be specific. <laughs> Talia the rogue. Collector of heads. So, 
Knife Run's going to ask for the, the, the rope. Who's carrying that? I have all the rope. I thought we put it all in the bag of holding, but uh, okay. So he's going to measure out probably about 80 feet of rope, and he's going to spool it up a ridge chest. We did not put the bag of rope in the inventory. Searching for rope only brings up the longsword plus one versus lycan ropes. <laughs> so then does everyone have their particular brand of rope in their explorer's pack? Or am I the only one with rope and we only have 50 feet? No, there's a bag of endless rope that somebody has. Then it's not me, because it's nowhere, near, nowhere on my character sheet. I guess we just toss him a bag. Oh, hey, I look, it's a bag of rope! And an infinite stick. And an infinite stick! I will uh, hand it over, I guess. Okay, so Nifron takes the rope and spools it around his chest. Alright, see you when I see ya. Ludodos will hand the reins to Buttercup over to Juliet and attempt to be sneaky all the way around the camp to the north side to start lighting that fire. Alright, give me a stealth check. And which way are you going? I'm going to try doing something like this. Let's see, drawing tool. Basically go well south so that I'm not, you know, like immediately visible. Stay relatively far away without having to take too much time. Okay, uh, give me give me a stealth check now. So first stealth is fifth, sixteen. Alright, so you are I'm guessing everybody is moving up through these woods and you're probably getting about maybe a half mile away from this clearing and then you are going to break off and go to the east and you're able to make it to this tree line uh, right here along your path. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me another stealth check with disadvantage. Whew. Okay. Wish me luck. You get to the edge of the woods here, and you are looking up the stream at the high elf uh, soldiers who are behind these palisades, and it takes you probably about 15 minutes to get to a point where you see no one facing you, and you dash off for the stream as low as you can. You make it to the stream. And then, how are you getting in the water here? Are you just jumping in, or...? I'm going to crawl. I, I have the ability to breathe. I don't need to uh, be fast through the water or anything like that. I'm going to crawl under the water. Okay, give me a, another stealth check. Ooh, seven. No, six. All right, so you make it to the water here, and you try to... And trip. Yeah, you trip and you make this splash. Yeah. Overall perception check here for everybody. I'm going to lie down under the water as much as possible. <laughs> so, I rolled uh, three perception checks here. Two of them were natural 20s. Ugh. Uh, as you make it into the stream, there are going to be two of these guards up here are going to see a splash out of the corner of their eye and you are going to see them move down to investigate. Alright, so you are currently in the water and you've got the ring of water breathing on? Yep. Alright, I am going to hide like in the rocks and weeds and the fishes. Okay, I don't so, know if it counts as light cover or anything, but what sort of environment is there in it? So the water here is probably about three and a half or four feet deep, and there are a couple of uh, rocks here. Give me a stealth check. Eighteen. All right, so you are able to get yourself wedged between two fairly good-sized rocks that are probably about one or two feet tall. This reminds me of being a kid. I lived up north. There were lots of rivers with big rocks. Uh, give me a perception check. Okay. 11. <laughs> Alright, so you are aware of the fact that you made kind of an ungraceful entrance into the stream. So you have gotten down and trying to hide for a few minutes. You are looking upstream and you're not really seeing anything because you're behind these two rocks. And underwater, which limits the ability to yeah. see out of the water. 
It's physics, people. Come on. Uh, so at this point, put your uh, character on the map. Uh, uh, right okay. here. Uh, um, Alright, they're still moving down. Well, I don't know this. But, um... I'm going to try crawling upstream. Step. Uh, okay, give me a stealth check with disadvantage. Thirteen. You make it around these rocks to the the southern side of the rocks on the stream and start moving up river. Um, the water is a little deeper here now, and you are able to make it about five feet or so. Give me a perception check. Nineteen. Much better. All right, so you look up through the water, and you are going to see two high elves to the northern side of this bank here, and they appear to be looking further downstream where they saw the splash, but they're very visible to you. Uh, give me another stealth check. Six. As you're moving uh, through this water, you are going to start floating to the surface a little bit, and you are going to see... Start with fish. And then both of these elves are going to see some movement in the water, and they're going to turn and see you, and they are both going to raise their bows and shoot at you. Hmm. Will my martial arts thing let me default missiles underwater? Uh, <laughs> thinking not. Well, yeah, I mean, it would work the same. Um, I'm going to need you to... Uh, I mean, I can deflect the missile, maybe. I don't know if I'd be able to throw it back. I have no idea. Would they still even travel right underwater? I would imagine that they just like, lose most of their momentum hitting the water. Um, people I mean, technically, yeah, you could hide like six inches under the water and an arrow would not hit you because of how how much You're force it requires to puncture the water, even with an arrow. But this is D&D and that would make no sense because then weapons would be completely useless. <laughs> just reasonable. So, Alunidas, I'm going to need you to go ahead and roll initiative. Alright. <laughs> Three mediocre rolls all of us. Alright, so L4 is going to go first. He is going to fire his bow into the water. Uh, that's a 25. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm going to try and deflect missiles. Okay, uh, you got to roll seven. Okay, let's see. How does this... D10 plus dex mod plus mod... Oh, that's right. Uh, ba -ba -ba. There's... There it is. What is it doing? While all this is going on, uh, Nifron is moving up the cliff. Uh, he's going to ask Talia to come with him. Yep, I'm going to move up the cliff. Oh, my minimum for deflect missiles is 11, so... Alright, so you catch it. <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, caught it at the very least, which isn't hard to do underwater. Okay, I will admit, let you make an attack at disadvantage from underwater. Um, okay. Oh, well, no, I'm not going to waste the chi on that. I'm just going to catch the missile and drop it. Okay. Watch it drift downstream. All right, uh, you're up next. What are you doing? All right, I am going to click my heels and dash and get the fuck out of this water and just run for the trees. All right, so water is going on so difficult terrain, so you're moving at half movement. Yep, initially, at any rate. So let's see, my movement is 10 times 2 for the boots is 20, uh, and then dashing. How does dashing work that? Would it be another 10, or would it increase it to 40? What would it do? Well, let's figure out what your, your movement is going to be to get out of the water first. Your boots, base movement like is 30, two, your dash lets you twice that. Yeah, well, the, the boots of speed also double it. Yeah, it doubles your base speed. The boots of speed double your base speed, and then you can move double that. Because the dash move just gives you an extra move action. Okay, okay. All right, so I'll be going a total of 40. So it would take me, looks like, four to get out of the water. Uh, yeah, it would take you, well, it'd take you 20 feet to get out of the water. So I was here... And then, well, I have a total of 40 new steps, thing, so 2 and 4 looks like to get into the bank. Actually, 2, 4, 6, everything. So I don't run directly at them and get attacks of opportunity. Well, they have those. Doesn't matter, whatever. So now I have 34. I'm just going to run hell-mell into the woods. Okay. Click my heels again and hide. All right, uh, so give me a stealth check. This time I should have advantage. 
I'm laughing. <laughs> they shoot into the water, and then they see this, basically, this wood elf, like, jumps out of the water and just, like, hightails it into the woods. Um, I am subtle. I am grace. Um, but they see which way you went, and L5 is going to take, uh, he is going to dash after you. Let's see. So he makes it to there. Next up is L4. He is going to take off running after you as well. Uh, you're next. Okay. Um, I am now way the fuck over here. <laughs> I just counted out the actual number of steps. Um, my need is ridiculous. Alright, so I'm no longer hasty. I'm no longer going to dash. I'm going to... I wish there was a way to be incredibly... Like, use all my actions to be extra sneaky and hide and stuff. Instead, I'm just going to move further away from them and hide. Or try. Alright, give me a stealth check. Alright, stealth, stealth, stealth. 24, crit. Nice. Okay. So, you take off hauling ass through these woods, and you're leaving these other elves behind. And you are going to run through these trees, and it's kind of like Return of the Jedi when you're on the speeder bikes like in POV like moving through these woods and you're going to jump over this log and down into this uh, kind of gully that's about four feet deep and hide yourselves there alright so they are going to take their actions and they're going to move further up here and, and spread out and let me do perception checks for them yeah, it's a 14 and 3. That doesn't do shit for them. Alright, so while that's going on, um, we're going to move to Talia and Nifron. Um, Talia, can you go ahead and roll initiative for me? Oh no. Oh god, Nifron got a 3. 18.17. Alright. Wait, are we at the top of the cliff now? Um, you are moving towards the, uh, the top of the cliff, so go ahead and give me a stealth check with advantage. Give me a stealth check with advantage. 19. And my friend got a 23. You are moving through the woods here, and you are going to notice that the camp is on alert now, and they've started moving towards the Palisades after they saw these two elves run downriver and attack something, and then something jumped out of the stream and ran into the woods. So most of their attention is focused out uh, down below on the stream. Um, you are able to make it to the cliffside over here. Okay, so we're going to say for the purposes of this, while this is going on with the Lunados, um, Nifron and Talia have made it to this cliff, and they're um, moving towards it. Um, Nifron's going to stop at the bottom. Very conveniently, I'm providing the distraction so they can get up the cliff unnoticed. You're welcome. So you get to this uh, bottom of the cliff, and Nifron's going to turn and look at you, Talia, and say, Once we start, we don't stop until everyone's dead. Understand? Not a problem for me. Okay, let's go. And I imagine her giving a little girlish giggle there. <laughs> of course. You two are going to start climbing this uh, cliff face, which is probably about 70 feet, and you're going to be moving at half movement here to climb. Um, you don't have a climb speed, do you? <laughs> Unless you've got spider climb or something. Oh, uh, wait, does I somebody have, uh, who's got that spider climb potion? I do. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to use my potion of spider climb. All right. Uh-uh. I don't know what that does for me, but now I have potion of spider climb. It lets you climb like a spider. I think it lets you climb your walking speed. So this works as the spell spider climb until the spell ends, which is one hour. One willing creature gains the ability to move up, down, and across vertical surfaces and upside down along ceilings uh, while leaving its hands free. The target also gains a climbing speed equals to its walking speed. Oh man, that's awesome. So you take the potion and you're able to just walk up the split face. So your speed is 30 feet. Yes. So you're able to get almost uh, halfway up it. Nifron. Can I? Gonna need. Can I dash? Um. Yeah, you can dash. Cool. I will also dash and get to within ten feet of the top. 
Okay. Probably a bad idea. I'm probably gonna die, but this is fine. Um, dash and move stealthy? Uh, no. But dashing is a bonus action, and moving stealthy is um, an action action, so... <laughs> well, she would have... Uh, the bonus action would have been taking the potion. But you're not technically, I guess, in combat, oh, right. like, right at this second, yeah. so I'll allow it. No, that's right. I'll stay with, I'll stay with Nightbron, because it's probably a bad idea to go so far ahead of him. He probably will end up killing me. All right, he's going to need some athletics checks. Hold on. Wow, that's a crit on his first first athletics check. Nice. So we'll say that both of you make it up this cliff after um, about a minute or, or a couple minutes or so, and you're about 10 feet from the top. Um, give me a stealth check as you climb over the top of this uh, ridge at advantage because they're... Oh, good. 20. Okay. And Nifron got a 27. Also, she had a cloak. So we're going to say that you make it, like, right up here beside Nifron. Uh, place your character up here. Sorry, I had zoomed really far out trying to see something else on my character. All right, so you have no problem as you, you're just basically walking up this thing. And Nifron is uh, taking his time climbing up this cliff. And you crest the ridge of it. And Nifron pokes his head over and you poke your head over too and you're going to see three high elves up here on this plateau there are two in front of you on the southern side of the stream and this waterfall and there appears to be another elf over here to the north of the waterfall across the stream okay and they don't appear to notice you uh can i go ahead and attack uh, yeah, I will give you, I will give you both a uh, surprise run. Sweet. Okay. And that comes in sneak attacks. Maybe. Uh, twenty-one. Uh, yeah. The, which one are you attacking? Elf ten. Yeah, elf number ten. Okay. So yeah, that hits. So as you crest this ridge and you're kind of on your hands and knees, and you get to your feet and squat down and check your dagger at this elf that hits him like right in the neck so um, that's your uh, first attack give me a uh, you get sneak attack damage on it too oh sweet for a total of 23 with sneak attack nice so you take both your daggers and fling them one hits him in the neck um 24 with advantage uh yeah that hits so 28 total with sneak attack damage all right so both these daggers uh hit him and you're going to see him like go down to a knee and then turn around and look at you. Um, Nifron is going to run up to this elf and take two attacks, or three attacks. 11 and 15 miss and then 22 hits. Uh, he is going to do eight damage and use uh, the poison from his side to do an extra four damage. This elf stumbles and falls backwards. Um, he's looking rough, but he's still alive. Oh, God. All right. Um, so while this is going on, uh, what's everybody else doing? Well, I'm moving slowly, carefully, sneakily up toward the palisade, trying to light a fire. Yeah, we're all waiting on uh, Alunados here. Okay. So Alunados, go ahead and take your turn. So I'm going to move up to the palisade and guessing that requires stealth 20. Uh, yep. So, and now I'm you, as you get to this tree line, you're kind of behind this hut and the palisades up here to the northwest, and you look into the camp, and it appears that all the attention is focused downstream, so you know have uh, really not any problem approaching this palisade. Okay. So... I am going to go ahead and, come on baby, light that fire. Uh, uh, do I have to do anything? Give me a... I rolled to cook. Give me a survival <laughs> check. Survival? Alright. Oh my god. <laughs> so you approach this and you've got a tinder box and you're trying to like... I wish mightily for the fire to start. And so yeah, you've got this tinder box and... You've picked up some dry pine needles and you're like 
scraping it and the wind here um, from the waterfall the mist is making it hard so yeah you're not having a lot of luck with that all right so maybe next round I'll have better luck. all right so l5 over here is still looking through the woods and i want to have him do a survival check to see if he can pick up any footprints crit fail crit fail crit fail uh that's an eight he's not having any any luck close enough l4 i'm going to have him do a survival check uh that's a 23 so oh dear as he is going through the woods here he is going to pick up some tracks and start following them up here through the woods. We're going to have him move at probably quarter speed since he's tracking. Alright. Um, I'll sketch out my path real quick. So now, see here. Roughly there. So what I say, he's on your trail now and he's over here. Alright, back to Talia. I'm going to finish off the... Uh... Yeah. That's a crit. Nice. Um, so that's 8 plus 2 for your damage? Yep. Uh, he's dead. <laughs> uh, give me a, your crit table roll. 11. That is lightning strike. You attack so quickly that you get a free melee attack uh, if a spell was cast. The caster can use a basic melee attack or cast one through cantrip. This only works on the creature you just attacked. No effect of the target. Aw, Alright, well, I'm going to move over slightly so that my front isn't in my line of fire and throw my offhand dagger at L9. Okay. Uh, aw, 11. Unless um, I get advantage. No. So that misses. So, as you take down this elf, there's some movement that elf 5 sees out in the corner of his eye. And he's going to turn and look at you just as your dagger goes flying past his head. Uh, anything else? That's elf nine. That's it, I think. All right, Nifron is going to run up to this elf that you just attacked and attack. (laughs) It's a twenty-one, a crit, and a nineteen. So elf nine is dead now. Oh, let's see. (laughs) Um, Not quite, but uh, (laughs) Nifron pretty well. Yeah. Nifron runs over here and stabs him twice with his rapier and then with his side and his side. Uh, and then he's going to roll the crit table. That is bleeding out. You cut your opponent deep or cause internal bleeding. Target takes 1d4 damage each round. Cod and save ends. So yeah, he's looking really rough. Uh, next up he's is that elf. Belly. Yeah. Next up is that elf that Nifron just attacked. He is going to drop his bow and pull out his short sword and stab at Nifron. That's a 14 that's going to miss. And a 22 that's going to hit. For 8 points of damage. Next up is Elf 8 who is seeing all this stuff. He's the one to the other side of the stream on the waterfall. And seeing Nifron and Talia attack these other elves. He is going to shoot his bow at Nifron. Ooh, that's a 26 crit. Oh, no, poor Nifron. That sounded sarcastic. I was trying for sincerity. (laughs) We all have mixed feelings about Nifron. I I don't judge. (laughs) I did my best. Uh, The second one is a 22. And we're rolling the crit table. That was a three lucky shark. Uh, lucky shark. Lucky shark. <laughs> lucky shot. Target takes 1d6 extra damage. No, it's lucky shark. <laughs> oh, and that's a six. Oh, no, Nifron. Fire shits. That Nifron's actually, not dead, is he? No, that actually did quite a bit of damage to Nifron. <laughs> All right, uh, next up is Lunidos. All right, I'm going to try and light his fire again. Much better. 23. Natural all right, so you're able to start this fire and gather some of these uh, dried pine needles. They're on the floor here against the palisade. And you're able to get a fire going, but it's probably going to take a little bit to catch, considering the round's only six seconds. Mm-hmm. So, um, is it going to need my maintenance? Because I want to hop the palisade into the hut. Um... You think you've probably 
got a fire going on here that you don't have to stick around for. So yeah, if you want to jump it, you can. Okay, I'm gonna jump the palisade, dash into the hut. Dark. Okay, give me an um, athletics check. Okay. Who is gonna do that? Two. Oh God. <laughs> So do myself into the palisade. So you get this fire started. You grab a hold of the palisade and try to do this like sidestep jump, and you woefully misunderestimate like how tall it is and how much force. So you are going to actually land in the palisade, and you are going to take five points of piercing damage. Ow! And you are currently restrained. <laughs> did he just impale himself? Basically. Yeah, did. Oh, for the can love I start, of God. Can I never again do an athletics hit, just do acrobatics in the future? <laughs> well, this one would have been athletics. Because you're like trying to hop yeah. over something. Acrobatics is more like a uh, tumbling theology. Alright, oh. um, so that was your Next. action. Um, can I try to roll on? <laughs> uh, no, that'll be your next turn. That'll be my next action, yeah. Alright, so next up is L5. Uh, he's going to do a survival check to see if he can find your trail. Uh, that's a 20, yeah. So, he's able to find your trail, and he's going to move at half movement. He gets about right here. L4, uh, L5 is going to say, I found the trail, and he's going to move over here, and that's going to be their turn. Talia, you're up. Cool, I'm going to attack L9. That's an 11. Uh, that's going to miss. And offhand. Hey, that's a crit. Yes, it uh, is. And I think I get, I get sneak attack because there's a, uh, it does enemy matter. of the target within five feet. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, roll the crit table then. You might get bonus movements. 11. Oh, that's another same. Uh, lightning strike. Yeah, you move so quickly. Free made, mainly basic. <gasps> I'm gonna move over here though. Next to Nifron, because I'm not dumb. Alright, next up is Nifron. You should consider Nifron's feelings. He might be hurt emotionally as well as physically by the medicines. So, Nifron is gonna uh, move up 10 feet and he's gonna see this stream and he's just going to jump into it and he's gonna to have to do an athletics check. Try to make the biggest splash as possible for fun. No, um, more likely to not be swept down the stream and into the uh, the depths below. Uh, that is a 20. So he is able to jump in the water here. And the water is probably only about maybe two feet deep. And so he jumps in and is able to wade across and make it to right here. And is going to attack all three. So that is a 28, a 17, and a 17, all three hit. So that's a total of... What happened? He made it across the stream and he hit the guy three times. Oh, okay. I thought he said he was attacking L3, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. That's oh, it's L8. I've got it zoomed, like, way out. <laughs> yeah, L8. So that is 9, 21... And you dumped into the stream, laid it across, and attacked L3. So that's 31 points of damage. So this dripping wet Nifron cr uh, climbs out of this stream and just pokes this uh, elf archer three times. And um, he's bent over basically and looking really rough. Um, next up is that same elf that he just stabbed. He's going to take his uh, short sword and lash out at Nifron. That's a 9 and 11. Both of those miss. So after Nifron stabs him, he pulls out this short sword, and at this point it's just like this feral rage thing. He's just swinging blindly at Nifron and missing. Uh, next up is Alunidas. Oh, well, before we do that, everybody besides Nifron, Talia, and <laughs> Alunidas, give me a perception check. Hey, too. Well, Devon. You did not fail it. I know, that's a huge achievement for me. Alexander? Oh, sorry. I thought you said everybody but us. 
No, everybody but a Lunodas and their Vanguard. 21. All right, so um, you are starting to see some smoke come from around the point where Alindos said he was going to set the fire. So you think that it's probably on. Truly, I see the fire. We should move forward to see if they're going towards it. All right, stay behind me. Let's move. Uh, Juliet's going to lead the charge. All right, so we'll say that you're close enough in these woods that you can make it to about right here on your turn. Are you trying to be stealthy or are you just running in? I think we should just go to the tree line just to see how they're reacting. And if they're moving towards it, we should just go and start charging in. That's my mindset. Uh, we can we can wait one round and you can assess the situation, but then I'm going in. Okay. Now, we're going to evaluation. Uh, Alexander, um, you could probably, I mean, that's the, the Palisades right here, but you can see that there's like an opening right here. And uh, go ahead and give me a uh, stealth check. If yep. you're getting that close. Have the close. You should have advantage. <laughs> that advantage help. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, am I moving up? What, what's your evaluation, Alexander? Say again, sorry. You see what? What is the evaluation of the situation before I go charging in? That this is the. All right, maybe, maybe I'm like super confused what, what was going on. I, I'd heard that you were going to move to the edge. You said that we should move to the edge of that to assess the situation. I said, you have one round to assess the situation, then I'm just going to go in. I was not planning to move up with you, but... Makes sense. I, I didn't hear feedback on what they were doing. What does he see, Kevin? Um, give me a perception check. 18. All right, so you are looking... Uh, at this encampment and currently it looks like the bulk of the forces here inside the palisade are looking downstream in anticipation of something um they are looking towards the wood line where they saw the other two elves uh, run in um to the north you are seeing some smoke coming from the palisade up here and then on the ridge line where you know Nifron and Talia were heading, you are seeing um, the outline of Talia moving towards the stream and Nifron um, fighting one elf on the other side of it. I look back to Julia and tell her that it's good to go in. Fantastic. I will bardically inspire Julia. I guess this this map is accurate to size, correct? Correct. Julia is gonna oops. Julia is going to move just, just at the edge of this palisade area here. Move up there. Okay, um, give me, are you just running in or are you stealthing? Uh, well, we'll try stealth, but I know it's not going to work. I'm just moving half speed anyway, so I may as well. Uh, go ahead and add yourself to speed, the initiative maybe. order. Yeah, 13 isn't terrible, but... Uh, if you're moving half speed, then wouldn't you only move up to, like, here? Oh, you're right. Okay, forget about stealth that. Screw that. I want to say for the purposes of that, if you're just moving right here, since their attention is focused um, down to the northwest, um, they probably aren't going to see you with a 13 if you're stealthy. But I am going to need you to go ahead and put yourself in the initiative. Did that go through? Hey, that went through. Yep, there you go. Oh my god, 20. There we go. All right, uh, Alexander, are you moving in too? Uh, how tall are the palisades again? About five feet. Okay, I would like to go along the edge about here. Um, and I will wait for, I'll wait till I hear Juliet start flashing and then I'll jump over. That's a terrible idea. You have no athletics, you're even worse at it than I am. It's a five foot palace, like how hard is it to get over? They're not spiked at the top or anything, right? Yes, they are. Ask, ask okay. the wounded odds how tough they are to get over. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I'll follow behind Juliet, and um, I will attempt to stealth as well, I guess. Uh, yeah, give me a stealth check. What, I, wouldn't I be in the same position as uh, Juliet, where because they're focused down there, they want to see us on the corner? Right, but they're they still... Well, that and any movement out of the corner of their eye, they would be able to see. Ten. I am a stealthy boy. So, <laughs> as you're uh, you're moving down this palisade, 
you're not quite as low as you think and you're going to hear somebody yell as Elf 2 over here turns and you lock eyes with him and he is going to yell, we're under attack and you see several other high elves surrounding him turn and look at you and raise their weapons and we're going to see how they TPK you in the next episode of the Dungeons and Debuckles podcast. Oh, God bless America. This is turning into a shit show. That was pretty much good. I was hoping more people would be dead before it became a shit show. That's all. The Luminos quick, just say they have oil and we'll win it for sure. <laughs> for future archaeologists who dig up this podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. If you have an idea to make the podcast better, tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclespodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. As an important, powerful, and wealthy person, it could be so hard to stand out in the crowd these days. Make a statement wherever you go with the latest and forward-thinking fashions from Marcus's Haute Couture. We have the finest materials from all corners of Suel, exotic dyes in every shade of the rainbow, an unrivaled craftsmanship. Whether it's your wedding, a graduation, a holiday, or a coronation, we have a style for any occasion that will make you look your best. They will know you came to Marcus as soon as you walk into the room. Located in the finest shopping district in Conley and the world, you can find us in the North Market. Marcus's Haute Couture because you are worth it. There's like something sticky on the left side of my mouse that like I click and it sticks Dude, for we like don't need to hear a quarter of a second. And then it snaps back. Would you like it take a minute to clean it off? No, I like it dirty. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Things I did not need to hear today. Pineapple. Pineapple. (laughs) What's a pineapple? (laughs) That's why you shouldn't eat bear claws while you're gaming, Kevin. (sighs) True. You know, gamers rise up. Take me home. Country Country roads. To the fame. You're blaming Kevin for not being careful enough. It's not my fault he left the door unlocked. It wasn't illegal when I when I when I did it, so I'm safe. This isn't the United States of America. This is the United <laughs> States of Kevin. <laughs> the music you heard on this episode was River of Io, Lord of the Land, Crowdhammer, Dark Standoff, Hero Down, The Descent, and Crossing the Chasm by Kevin McLeod at Acompentech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0.